Did you know you are physically adapting to all your swiping, scrolling, and tapping? We're changing our bodies and what they're able to do through our habits. NPR's Body Electric, a special interactive series investigating how to fix the relationship between our tech and our health. Listen in the TED Radio Hour feed wherever you get your podcasts. Doing the dirty work ahead of Wichita State's spring tulip display. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, an arts event that showcases the work of Native Americans. I want to show a lot of films that people might not ordinarily see, but also might not ordinarily see a Native person in. But first, Wichita State is known for its colorful tulip beds across campus during the spring, especially around the Millie the Millipede statue near the Ulrich Museum of Art. But how do the flowers get there? Kylie Cameron spent a morning with the people who make it possible. Traffic whizzes by as Lowell Kaufman and his crew of gardeners prepare the flower beds on hillside near the football memorial. They pound stakes into the ground and thread strings across them to set up a grid, creating a pattern for where the bulbs will be planted. This year we're planting just over 9,000 bulbs. Before the crew even gets to this point, they have to pull and preserve some of the native plants the crew tended to during the summer. Then, they till the garden bed and moisten it for planting. It's about a probably six-week process between when we start pulling stuff out to finish tulip planting. The thousands of bulbs that eventually make their way to the surface in the spring are planted in the fall, usually in October. Cass Stanley says this allows time for the bulbs to root. It's kind of like a seasonal cue to the bulb to say like, hey, this is, you've made it through the winter, now it's warming up, it's time for you to put on your blooms. Different areas of campus have their own traditional tulip colors. Red tulips are always planted around Millie. Yellow for some of the entrances onto campus, which also happens to be one of the school colors. But Kaufman says he also likes to find different varieties to try them from their supplier in Holland. We know which ones do well where, but now we're trying out a couple new varieties this year. Experimenting and learning is part of the job. Most of the people helping to plant near the entrances this year are new, including Stanley. And I was, you know, working an office job and I was like, man, I kind of I just want to be outside. I want to, like, be active and spend more time, you know, around plants around nature. Dallas Bowman works alongside Kaufman and Stanley, but says she's only been on the job for a couple of months. Before joining the landscaping team, she was stationed at McConnell Air Force Base. For me, it's kind of therapeutic working with the plants. I mean, I kind of felt like I was a little dumb at first because they're like, oh, put it by the hosta. And I'm like, what's a hosta? And they're like, this right here. Bowman's parents were also in the military, which means she lived in several different states and countries growing up. She says working with the tulips reminds her of those times. I actually grew up in Europe. Um, I was a military brat, so we did go see the tulips in bloom on vacation one time, and ours, there's like a, it's like a deep red. So because you, you have your normal bright red, but it was like, a, it was like a deep red, and that just Kind of remind me a little bit of home because I'm from New Mexico, so like the deep red sunsets over the mountainsides. As for Kaufman, he's been with the university for years. He says the newer faces and people he works with have an impact. When the new students come onto campus, it's like 
is a new world to them and um, it's fun to see. I guess it probably, as I get older, it makes me feel younger being around young, young people that are probably like grandkid for sure, maybe even great-grandkid age. For The Range, I'm Kylie Cameron. To read more of Kylie's story, go to KMUW.org. Rod Pocawatchet is the mind behind Wichita's newest film festival, Alternative. Pocawatchet is the filmmaker and Native American who wants to share his enthusiasm for movies with Wichita. And he wants people to see Native Americans represented in film. For this month's Artworks, Pocawatchet talked with Torn Anderson about the upcoming event. I've been making films now for about 20 years, and I've traveled to film festivals, you know, around the world, and there are a lot of native festivals out there, but a lot of people don't know about them. And I thought, well, there's a no-brainer for Wichita to have one. So I approached the Indian Center with the idea, and they loved it and thanked me for coming to them with it. And then COVID happened. So we had to postpone it, and then we had the first one in 2021. It was a pretty nice success. For the first year, I wanted to curate it just with Films from my travels, filmmakers I had met over the years, I wanted to curate it with uh, some of my favorite films from festivals that I've been to that I think need to be seen. Um, and this year we opened it up to submissions. We're bringing in someone from Reservation Dogs, the Hulu series, um, so I'm super excited about that. What's really cool about festivals like this is, is it's, it's showing films that people might not ordinarily get to see or have access to. One of the documentaries that we're showing this year uh, it's called We Will Speak, and it's about um, people in the Cherokee tribe working to preserve their language. My opening night film and my closing night film are both by Native women directors. You know, one of them opened at the Toronto Film Festival, one of them premiered this year at the Sundance Film Festival, and so we're getting those films, like, directly from that. The first night on Friday, November 10th, we have an opening reception. Uh, we're having it catered with food and wine. Uh, that's at 6 p.m. And then the film is at 7.15 p.m. And that film is called Beans. And it's really rooted in an actual incident that happened when she was young, when Mohawks were being basically evicted from their land. They had to go across city boundaries. And as they were, people were throwing rocks at them. That's sort of the backdrop of this young girl's experience. It's a coming-of-age film about this young girl that, that has to live through that. And then Saturday, uh, the films start at 2 p.m. And then that night at 6.30, we'll have a reception here at the Indian Center with our special guest, Natalie Standing Cloud from Reservation Dogs. And then at 7.15, we're gonna show uh, two episodes that she's in. And then Sunday afternoon at two is a shorts program. And then after that, I'm having a 20th anniversary screening of the very first feature film I made called Dancing on the Moon. That's gonna be at 3.30. And then the closing night film is at 6.15. That's the one that uh, premiered at Sundance and it's called Fancy Dance. And again, it's another coming of age story. I wanna show a lot of films that people might not ordinarily see, but also might not ordinarily see a native person in. My goal is to get more natives represented in mass pop culture, um, so hopefully I'm helping that cause. Torn Anderson explores the local art scene every first Friday on Artworks.
You can find more information at alternativefilmfestival.org. And one last thing. Election Day is Tuesday. And if you didn't know that, well, you're killing me, Smalls. Wichita will elect a mayor and three city council members. That's more than half the city's governing body. And will vote on three school board members, who will guide the state's largest district and be the stewards of hundreds of millions of your tax dollars. All elections are important, but the ones that are closest to home, like those on Tuesday, affect our lives more than any national race. The people we elect will chart the course of our city and schools for the next four years, and the decisions they make could impact us for decades. It seems like something you might want to weigh in on. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Jonathan Huber, Beth Collet, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.